Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are here with me today. Oh, we've got such a great show in store for you. I got two lovely ladies in studio with me today. And you'll, if you want to see them, you have to join us on the Facebook live stream. You can go either to the Talking Alternative fan page on Facebook, or you can probably catch it on my own time. Timeline, Sam Leibowitz. Ooh, we just got a like. Thank you. I don't see who that was, though. Um, so anyway, let's get started with our quotes of the day from the universe and from Abraham. I know you've been anxiously awaiting all week long. Let's see what the universe and Abraham have in store for us today. First, from the universe. Avoiding something draws it ever near. Defending yourself can become a full-time job. And worrying about things that might never happen increases their chances of happening. Yet still, you are 10,000 times more likely to laugh than cry, be healthy than sick, live rich than poor, have friends than be alone. That's the kind of momentum you've garnered through countless lifetimes of love. That's the kind of power you long ago learned to master. And quite frankly, those were the odds you negotiated. You're just part of me, the universe. Ah, we love our quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe. And they always so apropos for our guests. This is a great quote. Just about, look guys, you know, let's uh, stop using our imagination for a very bad thing normally known as worry and let's focus our imagination on all of the great stuff. Ooh, and welcome Camille listening to us on the Facebook live stream. Okay, Abraham, a very loyal listener and, uh, you know, Camille, uh, part of the center. I hope she's doing well uh, upstate New York and I know she'll be back down in the city sometime soon. And uh, let's see what Abraham has in store for us. You want appreciation. Even though you like what's happening now, doesn't mean that you still don't want appreciation or greater stimulation. It just means that you're not using something in your now as your excuse to not let in all those things you've been waiting for. The perfect creative stance is satisfaction where I am and eagerness for more. A very important quote from Abraham. And this is uh, something that um, I haven't really talked about too much. I haven't had too many quotes around this. But, you know, we use the things we love. We use the, the ideas that light us up as excuses to make us feel good. The better we feel, the higher our vibration, the greater our energy, the more able we are to let into our lives those very things that we want. And and what he's saying is that, you know, we yes, we all desire appreciation. And what's the surest way to receive appreciation is to appreciate others. Is not just appreciate others, but appreciate life. Appreciate all those things that are in our life. You know, you want, uh, you know, a, a better relationship. You want more friends. You want more abundance. Appreciate what you have already. And the greater your appreciation and the more your appreciation grows, oh, then it's it just more and more comes and flows. But what typically happens is we sort of get stuck a little bit on the, oh, it's not here yet. Oh, it's not here yet. Where is it? And then we block ourselves from the energy of what that more to come is. So it's about learning to appreciate what we have, using that appreciation to open us up to more and greater and the kind of momentum that we actually have been garnering for a lifetime. So two wonderful quotes from the universe and from Abraham. I hope you've enjoyed them. We'll have more for you next week. Now it is my extreme pleasure. All right, wait, I got to get this out to introduce to you two authors of this wonderful book, um, uh, Your Body and the Stars. And as you guys know, I'm a big fan of any... Um, uh, 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 practical application of astrology so it is my pleasure and let us flip the live stream around oh boy see it's going to be hard to get both of you in 
at the same time. And hold on, I need to hit a light for a second. Ah, much better, much better. And so it is my pleasure to welcome uh, Stephanie Marengo, right? Yes. Yes, beautiful. Uh, who is a doctor. She's a holistic health physician and educator, founder of I Am Body. A Stanford grad, Dr. Marengo, also graduated with honors in research from Mount Sinai School of Medicine here in New York. And she's uh, developed and taught wellness-related curriculum, even while she was still just a student, which is great because, you know, I'm also a member of the Holistic Chamber of Commerce, and we're all about wellness. And when you hear that, you know, regular institutions are starting to pay attention to this idea of wellness, it, it makes me feel real good. Anyway, she's also trained in psychiatry from the California Pacific Medical Center, and she guest teaches yoga at various teacher training programs in the city, and she's co-founded co-director of the Functional Anatomy for Movement and Injuries Workshop. And she's also author, in addition to Your Body and the Stars, of The Wisdom of Your Body, What It Is and How to Decipher It. I'm also very pleased to welcome Rebecca Gordon, who is the resident horoscope columnist with Harper's Bazaar. Um, she is a New York City native, like myself. Hey, and uh, is founder and creator of My Path Astrology School, where she's taught classes in New York and online since 2006. Welcome both Stephanie and Rebecca to the Conscious Consultant Hour. Thank you, Sam. Thanks. It's great to be here. Uh, it's wonderful to have you. Um, we're going to be moving the camera around a lot on the Facebook live stream since uh, we got the two of you. I don't know. We have to find some way to squish you together maybe during the commercial break. Um, uh, so I, I guess really I want to start with um, how the two of you met and decided to actually cooperate to, to sort of create this book. So, Stephanie, let's start with you. I mean, as an MD, as a doctor, uh, I mean, you've kind of taken a slightly different track compared to most doctors. What got you to kind of go towards more of the wellness and holistic side and, and how did you happen to kind of even be open to the idea of looking at more esoteric subjects like astrology? Well, just as I'm a doctor, I'm also an author, a wife, a mother, <laughs> a woman, a human being. Ah, yes, uh, one of those. in so being human, I've always just had an integrative and holistic mindset. So I Beautiful. went into medicine with that, which is why, for example, I co-founded and co-taught the living anatomy curriculum that you were mentioning it's always mm -hmm. been something that was important to me you know years later in my practice uh combining my academic training with the yoga certification and life experience connecting the body to thoughts emotion spirit is mm. is my gift and is how i'm best able to help so i'm just curious did you have that inclination before you went to medical school or is it something that you developed later before 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 okay and so what sort of appealed to you about becoming an md the educational aspect the understanding um academically what is going okay. on with the body because I knew that I could complement that with the rest of the story the more okay. than meets the eye picture the right. the thoughts the emotions the spirit and I I going in and it was I wasn't a normal pre-med student I went into medicine by way of a six-car collision on highway Ooh. 101 I went in with that mindset to integrate for my little corner of the world I felt that that is how I could help the system okay wonderful wonderful and Rebecca, I mean, when you were a little girl, did you like stare up at the constellations and stars and say, Mommy, when I grow up, I want to learn how to read those things? Funny you should ask that. <laughs> <laughs> Actually. Aha, uh -huh, she did. Okay. <laughs> Actually, you know, I, I didn't know about astrology as a child, but mm -hmm. I was just utterly obsessed with astronomy. So ah. I I was a total astronomy geek at age five, six, seven. Wow. And I collected stickers and books of all the planets and stars. So, uh, you know, they don't teach you astrology about Leo when you're that no. age. But I, I was, you know, at a, at a, as a young child into the planetarium and all of that. Right. I think growing up, I would um, we moved out of the city. Yeah, I was going to say you didn't grow up in Manhattan proper, did you? Well, I was. Yes. Oh, you were. And okay. then we traveled a bit outside of the ah. city, and we lived in some suburban cities after that. Okay. Later, and there I could actually see all of the stars, ah. and it just blew my mind. I was 
14, I think, after dinner almost every night, I would lay in the backyard mm. and just stargaze. And around that same time, I discovered astrology by way of really just um, babysitting at a neighbor's house. Uh-huh. And um, I saw the word astrology on on a shelf. And at that time, you know, being 14, I don't know about you, but I was just (laughs) asking a billion questions. Why am I here? Is this all there is? You know, all these questions about life, existence. And uh, so I pulled this old dust-covered Linda Goodman book off the shelf. You know, you might know Ah. it from the 70s, astrology, love signs. And I thought, well, I like planets and, and that's my thing. And I'm trying to figure out you know, why on earth I'm here and all of this. And I started reading it. It just immediately spoke my language. But mm. I have like four planets in Virgo. So I'm like, okay, let me make sure. Is this real? <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> I did thorough research after that. I went to the library and took out just any every book I could find on the subject. And I just voraciously studied through high school. My neighbor became my astrology teacher actually ah. through high school and Interesting. now i'm getting to sense why the two of you get along so well <laughs> both like you know let's is this real is it practical can we really do something with it you know when i was in my first astronomy class i took in high school i, I grew up in a little born in manhattan i grew up in the bronx and, you know, I learned all about the constellations and everything else. And I thought I was pretty good because, you know, Bronx wasn't as bad as Manhattan, but still you couldn't see that many stars. Then I went for summer to visit my sister in Israel who was going to college in Israel. And, and I was out like in the north, in the desert. And I looked up and there were so many stars and it was so bright. I could not pick a single constellation out of the sky. And I had just taken the astronomy course. It was so full of stars. And it just it was such an overwhelming experience. Um, and, and sort of like you, I very much was questioning even at a young age of like, why are we here? What's going on? Um, and, and although I, I was probably introduced a little bit later, when, more when I was in college, sort of the ast- astrological aspects of it, it kind of made sense for me from the beginning because, you know, I knew even back then that like all the planets, um, all the the stars they all emanate various forms of electromagnetic frequency they all emanate these these waves and and as does the sun as does everything and so why shouldn't it affect us i mean yeah it might be very subtle it might be very uh, uh, uh very much in the background but why wouldn't it affect us was always my kind of my approach towards it so I always had sort of an open mind, so I always just loved learning and reading. So that's kind of fascinating. So real quickly, just before we go to break, how the two of you meet? Well, back in 2012, I was attending a lecture on the evolution of consciousness at the Meta Center that you're ah, probably familiar with. Yes, I know Jody Sirota very well. Mm-hmm. I've and had her on Rebecca the was one of the panelists, ah. and I was sitting listening to her, and as she talked, uh, you know, as a holistic physician who connects the body's tangible energy to our intangible energy mm-hmm. forms like thoughts emotions spirit mm-hmm. I was just like oh my gosh the like why shouldn't the body also connect the zodiac zodiac uh. like it does with the chakras acupuncture meridians etc and I was totally inspired but I didn't meet Rebecca that night even mm-hmm. though I knew I just knew that we were going to not only meet but work together in a really profound way uh. but I went home woke up had the idea for the outline of the book which I subsequently realized is not my idea it's not Rebecca's idea it just the history of astrology is the history of medicine uh, it was just something I happened I, to tap into you know what I think I remember that when Alan Steinfeld moderated that panel right exactly yeah, yeah I was yeah. there I actually ah. was there that night <laughs> how about that all right it's time for us to take a quick break oh, when we come back um, let's uh, talk about uh, your body and the stars and kind of how that you know touched upon a little bit and leading up to it how that kind of came about and we'll get into you know how astrology helps us with our health so everybody please stay tuned you're listening to the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity and we'll be right back you're listening to the talking alternative network
Hello, I'm JC. I'm Joan. And, and welcome, welcome to, to 21st Century Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun for you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business and your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And you can tweet us at 21st CE Radio or Talk Alternative. Are you concerned about epilepsy, autism, or diabetes? Are you interested in alternative treatments, the impact of health, or new therapies? Then tune into my show, Frank About Health. I'm Frank Harrison, the host. Tune in on Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc, where you learn more about these illnesses, treatments, the social impacts, and create a dialogue with each other. That's Frank About Health, Thursdays, 1 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back. As you can now see, those people on our Facebook live stream during the commercial break, we, we rearranged things a little bit. We got both uh, Dr. Stephanie and Rebecca in the frame now. So, um, if any, again, if anyone wants to see the uh, video, just go to the Talking Alternative fan page. It's actually facebook.com slash talking alternative. Um, okay, so Stephanie and Rebecca, you were both uh, at this panel at the Meta Center, and then you connected afterwards. Did you, like... Uh, 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 Stephanie, did you seek out Rebecca or? I, I didn't have to because oh, have fast to. forward from that event about six months and it turned out that the center where I was practicing in Gramercy Park was exactly the same center where Rebecca was seeing her clients in Gramercy Park oh. and we were next door to each other. Oh, that's funny. And our stars aligned. Well, your stars aligned, our stars absolutely. Aligned. And uh, we met. So when the opportunity to write the book came up, it was a no brainer for me to bring Rebecca on board and have her amazing co-creative force and so when you say the opportunity came up it was someone approached you about doing it or gave you the idea or is it something no that no, no. I, I had had the idea you had had I the idea I had before had the idea. someone gave said, me the opportunity to submit a manuscript for the book ah okay yeah. so so Rebecca what did you you think when Stephanie approached you about doing this book I mean uh, did it thrill you or did you think she was a little no nah, I don't know about that <laughs> Well, the best people are little, you know. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, you know, well, I mean, okay, as Stephanie mentioned before, the beginnings of astrology are completely tied into the the beginnings of medicine. So this is nothing new. When I first began studying astrology and I began researching, especially more of the older texts, immediately you find that they're talking about the body. Uh, When they talk about Leo, they're speaking of the heart and the planet Mars, the blood. So you just see this is this was really learning to be a physician uh, during uh, all of ancient Greece. uh, The Hippocratic School of Medicine was based in astrology throughout the Middle Ages and the Renaissance. uh, You know, astrology was completely part of the medical practice. So. so it made complete sense, and I was thrilled. I, I was just absolutely thrilled, and I've always wanted oh. to do something like this because I've studied as well medical astrology extensively, and it's ah, been a focus of mine. Wonderful. I think that's where we connected on the panel. Yeah, too. no, that's great. That's great. And, you know, someone even pointed out to me uh, uh, a few years ago that, you know, we have a tendency to think uh, the planets, yeah, maybe they affect us, but why would they affect our health? And we forget, like, the moon and the sun affect the tides of the oceans. We're made up of, uh, Stephanie, what, 70% water? Mm -hmm. If it affects the oceans, why wouldn't the moon and the sun affect our body? Right. And and even um, uh, in, the, in ancient Greece, uh, they used to use astrology for planting of the fields. Right. Which makes sense because you want to plant the seeds when it's uh, I forget a new moon or a full moon. So that afterwards it's the the it, it the, the tides are more easy for the plants to draw up water. Right. 
Exactly. Yeah, so it would make sense. So, okay, great. So how did you begin when you decided to, to collaborate and do this? How did you, like, start? Like, how did you come up with sort of your initial framework for the book? Well, we had the framework. Oh, you um, did? Okay. But what we did was we had these amazing creative sessions all throughout cafes in New York City <laughs> where we would meet for each chapter and uh-huh. really just riff because we see things the same way. My lens is the body. Uh-huh. Rebecca's lens is the stars. And we'd understand right. the point of connection and then develop from there the theme of each chapter so that it's really, as you said before, practical application is so important. It's really user friendly. Right, right. Were there any surprises along the way as you were working on this book together? Um, uh, Rebecca, like uh, was something revealed uh, in your research that was like, oh, really? Wow, I didn't realize that. I mean, were there some like really big aha moments? Huge. Huge. Um, okay, cool. Actually, just because I think as you're writing something, you're also really processing it on a right. deep internal level. Right. So as we would write each chapter, we would, I mean, I think Stephanie felt this too. We would actually be working on ourselves in that part of the body. So for oh. example, we, we were writing Aries. It was like, I, I was actually getting all of this tooth surgery done and uh-huh. all of these head issues and sinus things were coming up and you know, questions about being headstrong and in <laughs> life. So it's like the book, it was actually quite therapeutic unexpectedly. Mm. Uh, so, you cool. know, as you really delve into something uh, and then certain chapters were easier than others. And I think we both realized that, you know, certain signs like Aries and Taurus where neither Stephanie nor I have any planets were a bit harder for us to write because we didn't have as many personal points of reference. Right, right, So what helped a lot was uh, doing these case studies, which I did from client base that Mm -hmm. had been gathering for 10 years, though the case studies did not get included in the book, but Uh that they helped us a lot to really ground the material. So how about about for you, Stephanie? What surprises came up for you in the process of writing the book? Uh, ditto Rebecca on the living through each chapter. <laughs> uh, really? And then in terms of writing it, you know, for example, with Aries or Taurus, just butting heads with the, mm. a lack of personal planetary experience in it, but also really um, understanding astrology more so and the history of astrology and reading up on the history of science and learning that whether or not you believe in astrology, it is the history of medicine and science and has formed such a foundation and just the complexity of the field, which I think is really misunderstood today because it's become more of, at the mass level, a pop cultural horoscope manufacturing machine. And that's that's what people are understanding it as. But really when you get into the field and medical astrology, which... I'm not a medical astrologer and I have respect for medical astrologers. You're talking about an art and science that is as textured as traditional Chinese medicine and Ayurveda. Right. Yeah. I learned actually from one of our former hosts on the network, Montgomery Taylor, on his show, how really intricate astrology is because you're talking not just about, you know, a planet, which in itself is an archetype, which has... 500 characteristics around it but where in the sky it is which constellation it is and a constellation is an archetype and that has another 500 characteristics to it and 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 what's in opposition or in alignment and and how things are squared or come together like it's such a complex system it, it just it blows my mind that it's over 5,000 years old and it's as complex as practically anything we come up with today isn't it Absolutely. I mean, well, I mean, if you think about it for for thousands of years before there was television and all of these wonderful (laughs) distractions, most of what people did was observe. And they spent thousands of years observing the patterns and marking them down. Okay, so so let's um, we don't have too much time before break, but let's uh, you you can use me as a guinea pig. If I were to like come to your office and you looked at my chart, you found out I'm one degree into Pisces and right on the cusp between Aquarius and Pisces. You know what would you start to say to me? You know to start off. If we're going to talk about health and astrology, mm-hmm. um, well, I would look at the whole chart. Okay. And I would look at your sun primarily mm-hmm. with health. I would also look at your rising sign right. and where a lot of your planets are in Aquarius too. Yes. So 
Pisces sun, Leo rising, and I believe you have a whole what's called a stellium of planets in Aquarius. Yes, too. yes, yes yeah, that's they're you, kind right? of clustered together. Yeah. Yes. So we would talk about the elements of Pisces and how that relates to the body. Right. How you are very much here to transcend something that mm. is spiritual, unmanifest, mm-hmm. and ground it here in the collective and mm. bring it to accessibility on right. Earth. So it really has to do with the spirit and grounding connection. Yeah, and yeah that's definitely me. <laughs> <laughs> we tend to have issues around the feet mm-hmm. when that connection is out of balance. Ah. Um, so there can be any, um, because of course, this is where our spirit being Grounds. reaches the ground. Yes. And then, of course, we might look at Leo as well, which is the heart center mm-hmm. and shining the light of the heart. Mm. Perhaps Aquarius, too. But I'd start ah. off with Pisces for sure, because it's what you came here to do, your archetype. Right. It's your son. Right, right, right. And and Stephanie, what would you say? Uh, in in that regard, I'd say it's pretty darn cool you have so much Aquarius and Pisces because the ankles are the joints that move the feet. Yeah. Right? So the feet aren't the feet are literally the only two points of our bipedal body mm-hmm. that interface with the earth with our ground and this question of how do you ground your essence your greater energies your intangible thoughts and emotions and spirit onto this earth and the ankles are the very very individual way in which you do it so if you Mm. think about walking up rocky terrain Mm. and how nuanced the movement Mm. is that incorporates the ankle and the foot the foot is very similar in architecture to the hand very intricate it allows for a great range of movements which when we stick our feet into these socks and shoes and on the cement we forget that we have that capacity right right so i guess it makes sense that i love to go hiking and i'm actually going hiking this weekend yes absolutely and if you can (laughs) hike barefoot even better oh hmm. Mm. at least stand barefoot for a few minutes yeah yeah well it's a hike swim so i'm definitely taking my shoes (laughs) off to get into the lake so yeah we'll have some fun there pisces hike (laughs) A Pisces, I guess. <laughs> cool, cool. All right. Um, you know what? Let's, we're going to go out to break. When we come back, let's just talk a little bit of, of, you know, the fact of how you structured the book, like each sign and each sign and what it represents in the body and just kind of what you're hoping people to get out of the book. Okay. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. My guests this hour are Dr. Stephanie Marengo and Rebecca Gordon, authors of the book, Your Body and the Stars. And we will be right back. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. Are you looking for a show where people talk about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Well, then you have come to the right place because The Rob and Callie Show is doing just that. For the last 10 years, Rob and I have been having our own version of Sunday morning therapy sessions on the phone, and now we're bringing it to the radio. So tune in and call in live Wednesdays, 8 to 8.30 on talkradio.myc. And that's Eastern Standard Time, so join us. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. And just a quick reminder to all our listeners, if you want to see the video of our two lovely ladies in studio, uh, Stephanie and Rebecca, you can go to the Talking Alternative fan page on Facebook, facebook.com slash Talking Alternative. So, Rebecca, you mentioned something during the break uh, that our audience didn't get a chance to hear um, about, uh, you know, what is our, our greatest weakness is also our greatest strength absolutely so why don't you explain that a little bit for the audience so whatever sign you are of the zodiac let's say you might be an aries or a taurus or leo or a pisces that sign rules a specific part of your body so that part of your body is as susceptible as it is strong it's simply the most pronounced 
So right. for example, if you're an Aries, you might have a beautiful skull shape, like a really profound shape of your head. Right. Though also you might be at the same time more prone to getting scars on the face or sinus uh, or migraines too. Uh, okay. And, and just to, uh, uh, you know, my audience is, is pretty uh, educated in these fields. You know, we're talking about the sun sign. You know, when someone says they're an Aquarius or, or Pisces or whatever, that's your sun sign. I mean, there are rising signs. There are mm-hmm. all kinds of signs, right? We have literally all the planets are in our natal chart somewhere. I'm so glad you mentioned that. Exactly. I'll, I, I did want to make that point clear yeah. that everybody has all of the signs within them. So even though you might be a Sagittarius, you have Virgo somewhere in your chart. Right. And exactly. it's functioning in a certain way. So, I mean, very much we wrote the book to help you to balance each sign within yourself to bring your whole being into more balance. Right. So, so Stephanie, if I'm... Uh, okay, so I, I'm on the cusp Aquarius, Pisces, mostly a Pisces, but there's something in all the different chapters of the book that I can benefit from, right? Because Absolutely. I do have them all somewhere in my chart. Uh, yes, and just like you have every body region in your body. Yes. Right. <laughs> so w- when we wrote this book, we did it... S- I should say first, uh, just to reiterate, the the entire zodiac, all 12 signs, lives within us. So we don't want the listeners to just reference their sun signs. Right. right? So we wrote it so they could reference any sign that they might want to invoke. But they could also learn more about the energy, the story of the sign through their body. So, for example, you can equally go in and say, oh, you know, I'm feeling ankle pain or I'm feeling foot pain. I'm, you know, what what is my body trying to tell me? beyond just the physical and then read that chapter and we've included exercises activities mantras meditations ways to really ground the information so it doesn't just stay you know as theory right 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 so it's just not 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 just an intellectual exercise exercise but it's something that people can use so it's almost almost it's a wellness tool it's 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 like a workbook in a way right exactly absolutely it's it's a wellness guide we want to remind everyone that they are experts of themselves and there are amazing wellness tools that we are surrounded by in our society yoga acupuncture Mm. you know the list goes on and on and we are bringing back another form astrology but we really like it because it's very it's very comprehensive it touches Mm -hmm. upon body emotion mind and spirit so is this just for i guess we'd say the end user is this just for individuals or is this something that practitioners can use um as you mentioned like if i was an acupuncturist is there something in here for me to use to help my clients Absolutely. Um, quite honestly, I've been hearing about a lot of other astrologers using the book because now they have a tool with which to uh, ground what is otherwise, you know, an intellectual exercise for right. for their clients. But yeah, this is the story. Any anyone can use this. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and Rebecca, I mean, medical astrology is sort of a very specific subset of astrology, isn't it? I mean, it's it's something that you really have to specialize in to get. The, 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 a real good understanding of that probably just the average astrologer who's more general won't necessarily have the depth for. Exactly. I mean, that was also so much of the impetus to write this book because so many of these medical astrology books, they're wonderful, but they're also written for astrologers. Right, and right, right. They're, they're really not much that uh, the average person can relate and find as a healing guide. So mm-hmm. I've always wanted personally to connect medical astrology and make it absolutely tangible uh, and so i mean I, I couldn't believe stephanie also uh. wanted to do this too. Uh, so uh. for sure i mean medical astrology is a vast field and you can really every part of your chart is a specific part of your body yeah, yeah. the chart is as much a map of a psyche the emotions and body right so, yeah. so how is this book designed is this for someone to take and use like as a reference book and they just pick up and go to whatever chapter they're interested in or is it really something that you should go through like chapter one two three four very chronological there's there's a, a few different ways you can go through it well first okay. of all i recommend uh that all the listeners do look at your sun sign because your sun sign is important. It's your core archetype. Right. It's what you came here to do on right. the planet. Mm-hmm. But physically, you might also feel very affected by your rising sign right. if you happen to know your rising sign because that's sort of like the vehicle that your sun sign is in. Mm-hmm. That's your operating system basically right. in life. Right. Um, I mean, and, and if there's any more astrologically savvy people listening, I always like to look at your Mars sign, 
Look at your Saturn sign too for karmic kind of stuff. What, what was that, Stephanie? As echoing the Saturn. Ah, a lot okay. of holding in those regions. Ah, yeah. okay. Stagnation sometimes. But also, you know, I personally like to look at the book like this, like to wake up in the morning and use it as a divination tool. So ah. I prefer to say, okay, what do I need to learn about today? And then I open to a page here and it is about chest of the crab. Cancer. So the lessons of the sign ah. of cancer. And so we're in I might do all of those practices today. Oh, yes. Which brings up another great <laughs> way to use the book, which is right. it's Cancerian month. So ah. perhaps we should all be working on those. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, it could be your sun sign, your rising sign, what month we're in, like what sign we're in now. Or where you <laughs> feel pain. Yes. Oh, okay. Or use those as a reference. So it's yeah. like, uh, so Stephanie, if which if is like actually the way I would use it. And oh, how okay. I would so I have a problem with my with knee. Look at where knees are in this. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Again, it's about balancing the energies. We all have so many different parts of, of us, and they need to live in our own unique balance of strength right. and susceptibility. I mean, think about a runner with really tight hamstrings, right? Mm -hmm. He needs those strong hamstrings in order to run, but at the same time, those hamstrings have to have a flexibility to them. Right. If they're too tight, they're going to snap. Right. But conversely, if they're too weak or they're too stretched, they're not going to be able to appropriately support his posture and alignment during the run. Right. So where where is that balance? So anything for me, the body calls our attention by being out of balance. That mm. there's some lesson, there's some greater connection right, to right, the right, pain. Right. The body's trying to teach us something. Yeah, you know, at the basic level, it's like stress. If you ask someone where stress, they have stress in their body. Within one second mm -hmm. flat, they'll point neck, back, digestive system, right, head. Right. And if you ask them what that stress is, they're not going to say oh, it's my actin and myosin protein filaments that are contracted, <laughs> which is what's occurring at the physical level. Right, They're right. probably going to say something like, I'm worried about my finances or I just right, had a, right. a tiff with my partner, something that's yeah, unresolved that's, mentally or emotionally. Right, yeah, someone's yeah. being a real pain in my neck, so right. I get a pain in the neck, right? That's it, exactly it. Yeah. I mean, the last place where everything lands is the body. You know, mm -hmm. it's like once we couldn't deal with it on the spiritual, emotional, psychological plane, oh, now we've got this horrible ne stiff neck to deal with. Right, right, and then right. we really have to focus on our issue. Okay. Yeah. So, so Stephanie, let's, um, let's take the throat as an example. Let's just say I have a sore throat. Mm -hmm. Where do I go look in the book and what is it going to tell so me? So you're going to go to the chapter on Taurus. Taurus, okay. The neck of the bull. Ah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the we have someone behind us waving who I think is a Taurus and resonates with yes. this. Uh, <laughs> when you visualize a bull, you visualize a, a creature with a very, very large neck yeah. and the neck supports the head and the neck and the head of the bull are typically toward the ground. Mm -hmm. Right. Plodding along. Right, um, right. And it's an earth sign and it's meant to be grounded. But again, the question is balance. So are you mm. balancing this very grounded material aspect and inclination of the bull with allowing the neck to raise up and look toward the heavens, mm. to look toward the sensual, to look toward the aesthetic? So it's not just about the things, but also your enjoyment of them and your expression right, of that. Right, so is right. are you expressing, and the neck, of course, is what contains the vocal cords and folds that right, allow us right, to right. vocally and verbally express. Are you expressing these greater aspects of yourself and sentience in life, or are you really just expressing what I got to do today and yeah, my list of to-dos and all yeah. of these chores? Interesting, yeah. My, my wife is a Taurus, and and she she sometimes has neck pain. She has, she has a pretty big head i mean her skull just <laughs> physically is is big and, and hard and and uh she sometimes gets neck pain from that and she also has um uh, used to have something she's much much better used to have thyroid mm -hmm. issues which is so interesting because that's in the neck yep. and she's very grounded very practical she knows her um and and uh so it's interesting as she's starting to lighten up as she's starting to uh I don't want to say not be practical, but as she's beginning to have more of an appreciation for the um, uh, emotional, spiritual side of life, uh, those issues kind of aren't there as much anymore. Yeah, you know, uh, you pairing the, the stretch and the flexibility with the strength and the holding and tightness, she could do head and neck circles to help release. I've had a lot ah. of success with patients. If you do the exercises and activities we recommend regularly and you do them properly mm. and you do them with the intent so it's not just mm. the what it's also the how bringing in the intent to open yeah. up into your neck into the energy that it represents 
you should have very positive results. Wonderful, wonderful. So, so it sounds like uh, you, some of your yoga background helps in, in what's in here as well. Yes, that went into many of the poses that we recommend. Uh, um, you know, it's not one thing right. or the other. I saw all of the energy and Einstein quotes on your site. <laughs> yes. Right? We're, yes. We're, 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 where do we stop really and everybody else begin? Right, right. Yeah, we're... we're, we're where life uh, split up into seven and a half billion pieces and, uh, you know, we're all learning to come back together. Um, so, Rebecca, what, what's your hope for people? You know, if someone picks up the book and starts using it. What's your hope? What do you hope people get out of this book? Great question. So at the very least, I hope that the person who knows let's say has a little bit of a knowledge of astrology in the body or how they would connect realizing that we are so inextricably connected to everything in the universe Mm -hmm. and realizing that everything counts that Mm -hmm. everything that our fingers are magic our hands Mm -hmm. are not just hands that move and do things but there's an emotional psychological spiritual energy behind our body and our form and mm-hmm. really just helping people to see the spirit that runs through this matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully it will inspire people to lead a more conscious life mm-hmm. and to be more healthy and mm-hmm. just aware of the daily things we do, mm-hmm. such as just even being on the computer during the day. And how yeah. does the position of our neck influence our thoughts and emotions? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's studies done that when your back is curved like this, for example, right. it's very hard to have a positive thought. Ah. And when you, you know, straighten up, it immediately shifts your thought processes and your emotional state. And yeah. so on a very practical level, I hope that the book can really help people align astrology, medicine. We're really just bringing back something that's been going on for mm-hmm. thousands of years right. and making it applicable. Right. How about you, Stephanie? What do you hope people get from the book? I hope that people get um, inspiration and imagination and a bit more of what if in their daily lives. Ah. Uh, I want them in connecting to their body in very practical ways, open to the idea of connecting to thoughts, emotions, spirits, and part of them that are greater than just themselves currently. Mm -hmm. Um, in order to live that greater part of themselves. Because I think a lot of us right now are living like brains in jars, right? We're (laughs) we're really harnessing our mental and physical fields and we're kind of leaving out the emotions, the spirit, however you define it. And so I want people just to remember who they are and have tools with which to live it. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the, some of the work that I do and, and over the last couple of years I've been doing a lot of shamanistic work and I'm, you know, working on on being a facilitator, and we like to say that in the West we're so up in our minds all the time that ninety percent of our work is to bring people back to their hearts, and and that when we come back to our hearts, it's more inclusive, it's more open, it's it's helps to 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 bring us together. And there's some very interesting research you might f- be familiar with, both of you, from the Institute for Heart Math. Heart Math, yes. Right? That's showing that the heart may be as big, if not a bigger regulator than the brain in terms of the yes. body's functions. Absolutely. And there is almost as many neurons in the heart as there are in the brain. And it mm-hmm. creates an electromagnetic field that's twice yep. the size of the oh, brain. Oh, yeah. That can be felt several feet off of right. our body. Again, right. begging exactly. the question, where do we stop? Where do you begin? Right. I feel my energy <laughs> touching your energy right now. <laughs> and the two of us are and Beautiful. as well, the gut-brain psychology too. Yes, yes, absolutely. The stomach is the brain as well. It's all yeah. <laughs> it's all conscious. Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're going to take our believe it or not last break of the hour. See how fast things go by. Um, so everybody, please stay tuned. When we come back, we'll talk about uh, what's in store for the future for our guests, uh, Stephanie and Rebecca, and a little bit more. And ooh, we even have some Facebook comments. So everyone, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we will be right back. You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. 
This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. TalkingAlternative.com Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. So um, before the break, uh, our Facebook live stream listener, Camille, very loyal, faithful listener. Thank you, Camille. Asked about uh, Gemini. So as a Gemini, what should she be aware of? Well, should we talk about the astrology and the body of it? Yeah, Let's go yeah, into yeah. both. Let's break it down. So right. first of all, the, the traits of Gemini, which you might already know, is mostly about communication, our ability to get our message out. Right. And we actually have a phrase in the book for each sign. Uh, so this is really about sharing the messages of the illumined mind. So uh, making sure these messages are useful, that they are truth, and, and that they're helpful, really. And that they're helpful, so, okay. And what what rules messaging in the body and the way we communicate is the arms and hands. The ah. way we speak very much has to do with the quality of the way that your arms and hands are existing. So this is why Italians are such good talkers. <laughs> <right>? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so when I see my clients that are really having communication issues, often sometimes or let's say they're not speaking their truth at a moment. Right. So often something happens like an injury. I've seen this so many times where uh, it's like, oh, I broke my arm or I, I smashed my finger in the door. Something is uh, going on or an arthritis where they're actually not able to use. And then, gotcha. of course, that is a divine accident often right, to help right. them. To help to reveal something. Absolutely. Right. And, and Stephanie, what would you say for, to a Gemini? So what I love about the arms is they don't start here at the shoulder. At the shoulder. They actually start at the back of the heart center ah. with our shoulder blades, which are technically called scapulae. Scapula. Right. So Rebecca was mentioning coming from your highest truth, coming from the illumined mind. Many people, whether they're Geminis or expressing that Gemini energy, it might kind of be a hasty lower mental message that they're right. expressing when they need to elevate it and come from the heart. So then at the physical level, how are you using your arms and hands? Are you using it so that you're taking so much strain because you're communicating more superficially and so physically you're incurring that more superficial strain because the shoulder is actually a very, very, very weak joint? Mm -hmm. Um, Or are you coming, are you harnessing it from the back and from the scapulothoracic pseudo joint and coming Mm -hmm. from a place of highest truth which is going to be a place of great stability for you because mm. ultimately we heard we're here to anchor our truth yeah. well i know camille and i know she's definitely somebody uh like us and well connected upstairs as they say and often speaks of the high, of the higher truth and it ever all of this is relative to us right none yes. of this each of us none of this is in absolute terms right. so for someone who is heart-centered and I think we both are very fortunate to be able to see a lot of very heart-centered individuals. Right. It's always, wow. So if you're accessing this much of your capacity already right. and you're getting a message that you need to access more, that means there's even more for you to expand into. And how awesome is that? Yeah, cool, cool. So, so Rebecca, when did the book come out? Just May of this year. Oh, just May. Yeah. So just it's uh, like a month uh, or two months, right? Yeah, yes. So what has been some of the initial reaction? What what, uh, what kind of response have you gotten from people so far? Sure, I'll tell you that, but I just want to make a quick comment oh, as sure. what Stephanie just said, which was really profound, actually. What she just did was connect three signs together, which ah, was showing back. us how okay. Leo, the back, mm-hmm. is connected to Gemini and Taurus. So ah. there is, um, there's no brick walls in the sky. And that's right, part of the beauty right, in the way that right, I see how right. Stephanie's mind works well and how we work together is each sign goes into another. 
And right, there's relationships right. between two signs. So, for example, Gemini, your listener, might be working on a Leo Gemini question <laughs> right now is how to mm-hmm. connect the heart. To the, I mean, it could be a Pisces Gemini question. Right, so there's right. connections between two that we often focus on. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and so then there's also and there's also always movement in the sky, so things shift and change. Absolutely, right. yes. And okay. Yeah. I love what yeah. you say about there are no walls. There's yeah, no brick no walls, walls in the sky. Right. We have that's to see. I mean, line. there's no brick walls in our body connecting right. these um, that are, you know, and that's how the, the modern science has gone in the separatist model. Yeah. So that's, I mean, this is the holistic body view of seeing how, yes. how the hip Sagittarius connect to the knees of Capricorn and so mm. on. Exactly. Right, right. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, and the body is just a microcosm of the macrocosm, right? Yes. It's, it's all within us. As above, so below. As yes. within, so without. Yes. As the universe says. So, you know. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Ooh, Camille says great info. Thank you. All right, great, wonderful. So, um, so yeah, so back to the book. Yeah. How, what kind of reactions have you gotten from people? Well, first of all, a lot of practitioners that I know in the holistic community, whether they're yoga teachers, acupuncturists, um, Mm -hmm. so many of these people have Mm -hmm. said they're using it in their practice all the time, which has blown me away. And those are most of the emails I've gotten from Uh, people that are people are just finding it very actionable Mm -hmm. and like, wow, I applied this and it worked. Uh. And with four planets in Virgo, for me, utilitarian is mm-hmm. most important. Can mm-hmm. you use it now? And if not, what's the point if right, it's not right. going to be able to? So that's been amazing to see that people are actually seeing results. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, that was sort of the goal. So right. I'm, I'm happy and pleased that um, people are finding results also with their patients. Cool. How about you, Stephanie? Coming you from the academic world uh-huh. in addition to... Uh, this response similarly from other practitioners um, I'm getting a lot of minds opening right the the, the, okay huh well that's interesting Mm. wow this does apply to me Mm. you know and just again helping people open their box a little bit further cool cool I Yes. Oh, sorry. I sure. just got an email from an Aquarian yesterday. Uh-huh. Uh, actually, was talking about her ankles, mm-hmm. and who was saying, um, "Who started?" Then repeating our phrase of Aquarian. But <laughs> yes, that is me. And you know, it's sort of an acknowledgement of mm. I am that, and it sort of reinstates the I am quality so right, much. Um, right. Yeah, and I think it also people. You know, there there are so many studies, and and I think scientific studies are a very good thing, but they're not the only way of understanding and experiencing the world. I mean, right. you know how you feel after eight hours of sleep, whether or not a study tells you you right. need eight hours of sleep. So this experience, I think, of reading the book and understanding it at a visceral level helps give people permission to acknowledge their own feelings. Oh, yeah, you know. And I was just talking to someone who has ups and downs. And she was like, is that normal for other people to have ups and downs? And she was actually describing a Scorpio energy. And I was like, yes, it lives within right. all of us. Different <laughs> people are going to experience different, different, ways, different yeah. levels, different ways, different times. But the thing about scientific studies that they're finding more and more is that because physics talks about the observer effect, right? We used to think, oh, well, you know, I can be separate from the experiment or the study that I'm doing. The truth is we're not. We're so interconnected. You can't really think of a scientific study as something that happens in such an isolated lab because we we just were too interconnected for that to happen. I agree. You know, it it always, I find it funny that, you know, Schrodinger with Schrodinger's cat, with the cat being alive and dead at the same time, he actually illustrated that experience in order to prove how ridiculous it would be at the gross level that in yeah. no way could a cat be alive or dead but i think what quantum physics is now finding yes. you know is is the reverse of that is what intuitively right. we're sensing from the experience which is maybe the cat is alive and dead at the same time and it's our perception of it's alive and dead it's dying it's being born it's yeah, there's as a million finding pos- different dimensions time, and right. you know quantum right. understandings of time and lack thereof, et cetera, right, et cetera. Right. Yeah. So, so, so tell me, Rebecca, what does the future hold? I mean, for your body and your stars, I mean, it, this is such a rich body of work. Is there more in the offering? I mean, I know yes. it just came out a couple of sure. months ago, but <laughs> well, I am always interested in where people are going. Absolutely. I mean, just from the emails we're getting back, you know, we're constantly in conversation with our readers and mm-hmm. I know Stephanie and I are always responding to them. They ask questions and we love to keep the conversation open. So we do plan to, we're hosting a few events. Um, One, if you happen to live in New York City or in the New York City area, 
You can see us at the Alchemist Kitchen this month. On oh, you're going to the Alchemist yes, Kitchen. We'll Wonderful. Be, we'll be doing a two and a half hour experiential workshop and book talk on the body and astrology. So you don't have to know anything about astrology or the body to attend. Mm -hmm. If you go onto my website, um, you is? can find out mypathastrology.com. And that's M-Y. P-A-T-H astrology.com. You will see the event there. So cool. that is soonest in the pipeline on July 30th. Would love you to attend. And then we'll be hosting retreats down the road. Uh, we're going to build up an, a new website for the book actually soon oh, okay. too. Cool. And we'll, we'll have case studies listed as well and things like that. So I think that sums it up for right, All right now. Cool. Cool. We're also open to traveling if you'd like us ah. to come to your city and do a book talk. We love Wonderful. to get on the road and speak uh, to people. Uh, so how about you, Stephanie? Rebecca gave out if, if people want to learn kind of more about your work and, and learn more about you, how do they find you? Absolutely. And um, there's also a monthly Body of the Stars class that I teach at Exhale ah, and they can find okay. at embodiment.com, which is my website, mm -hmm. which if you sign up for the newsletter, and I only bring this up because it gives you a free recording of the Global Breath video, which is very, very ah. cancer very cancer energy, cancer rules the chest, and there's nothing more nourishing to all of us with chests than a good breath. breath. Yeah. So yeah. to take advantage of so this the, offering of the breath during the, the website one more time. Embodiment.com, I-M-B-O-D-Y-M-E-N-T.com. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, uh, Stephanie, Rebecca, it's been <sighs> such a pleasure having the two of you on the show and in studio. You know, half the time my guests are, you know, at a distance and calling in on the phone and then the video's on me all the time. <laughs> and, you know, I'd rather have the video on two beautiful women than on myself. <laughs> um so wonderful. And um, one more time, you're at the Alchemist Kitchen on... July 30th. July 30th, which and is... And also, uh, yes. um, this, yeah, it's in, it's a middle-of-the-day workshop. on, a, on It's a Saturday afternoon, Saturday. so it's a okay. great time. And also, if you want to keep up on astrology updates, I'm all over social media. You know, wonderful. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, My Path Astrology on everything. Right. So check wonderful. it out. Yeah, yeah. Send me the link on social media sure. so we can share it on social media. Beautiful. <laughs> well, thank you, ladies. Thank you so much for coming in studio today. Thank it's you, been a Sam. pleasure having you. And to all my listeners, oops, let's just flip this around. <laughs> thank you for everybody who uh, stayed in on the Facebook live stream. It was a pleasure having you. Thank you, Camille. We will be back next week with more wonderful guests. Uh, for just a quick note, uh, Frank About Health is on a little bit of hiatus, so he's not going to be on immediately following us but may come back in a couple of weeks so everybody thank you for listening and we will talk to you next week you're listening to the talking alternative network Are you concerned about epilepsy, autism, or diabetes? Are you interested in alternative treatments, the impact of health, or new therapies? Then tune into my show, Frank About Health. I'm Frank Harrison, the host. Tune in on Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc, where you learn more about these illnesses, treatments, the social impacts, and create a dialogue with each other. That's Frank About Health, Thursdays, 1 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. 
Hello, I'm JC. I'm Joan. And, and welcome, welcome to, to 21st, 21st Century Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun. For you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business. And your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And you can tweet us at 21stCE Radio or Talk Alternative. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Are you a conscious co creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network, 